Yeah, baby. This is the Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. Okay, so I got to start by circling back to my nightmare with my home safe. I told you all last week that I bought a home safe for reasons I'm not even sure about. My wife made me. We have a home safe. It locked. The batteries ran out. I couldn't use the keypad to open it. I'd lost the keys. So all of a sudden, I'm stuck with a 100-pound home safe made of solid steel with all valuable stuff in it, including my wallet and my checkbook, and I can't open it. So I'm looking all around. I'm calling locksmiths. I'm calling welders. I'm thinking about throwing it off a cliff. You know, I don't know what to do. Long story short, finally, I get a locksmith who can come over and drill it and open it for me, and he does. Did he seem like a real shady guy? Like a guy who's broken into a bunch of safes he wasn't supposed to? <laughs> no, he was legit. He, he uh, and some of the tools these guys have are amazing. I mean, they, they have like a specific little drill and then they have something they, they put in the hole that they can magnify and look at exactly all the contents and everything and see where everything is so they know where not to drill. It's a real professional operation. And by, <laughs> real professional and way, or real illegal? Well, <laughs> it ain't cheap. Okay, we, we spent like 135 bucks for this safe. You know how much it cost me to get it opened? $275. Mm. Tax, tax, tag, and title, it cost me $291 to open a $135 safe. And what do I find inside, in addition to everything else? The keys to the safe. You're saying that like it's a, a, a statement against the safe. Who You put the keys in there. You put batteries in the safe that were not fresh batteries. It's true. You used batteries from like the junk drawer that had been like, you know. Yeah. I love how you're coming at this like this was the safe's fault. This was all well, Greg Cody. It's true. And, and what I'm doing here, I put in bad batteries. I'm the one who locked the keys in the safe. And I'm, I'm telling this story to make you all out there feel better about yourselves. Okay. Because I did something really stupid. You know, much wait. Uh, so the safe you know. is so the safe is done, right? Like him breaking into it, like it didn't like he can't lock it up after. Like it's just no, done. It's done. So you just wasted like four hundred dollars essentially. Yeah, yeah, about four hundred and twenty-five dollars completely to keep uh, to keep it home, like I imagine you just had your wallet in the safe, so you were you paid four hundred dollars just to keep your wallet safe from your wife. No, there's there's all kind of stuff in there. You know, there's living wills and you know. Wow certificates of this and that and the other. I don't handle all that. I'm going to need you guys to uh, make an extra copy of that will just in case (laughs) we can't have nothing happen to that thing. Okay. Very good. That's daddy's ticket to Barbados. Okay. So uh, where, where was I? All right. You're uh, (laughs) let's dive into the podcast pod family. Welcome all again. Thanks for joining us. This is the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody presented by simply healthcare. Our new sponsor. Wow. Are you saying that just to sound professional or do we actually have a sponsor? I'm saying that because my boss asked me to, and, and we actually have a sponsor. Look at that. Um, uh, I mean, it's not surprising that a health company is sponsoring this podcast with the way you've sounded the last three months, but <laughs> I'm excited. That, that's exciting. Welcome, Simply Healthcare. Yes. I think they heard me um, coughing uh, live on the air and said, uh, we, we got to sponsor that guy. We got, you know, and I might be dead if not for Simply Healthcare. Who the hell knows? But um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today, uh, first of all, I have to say, Christopher and Christy are great parents of uh, Graceland. They're fantastic young parents, first-time parents. I feel but, like uh, I feel like this is a setup for something bad. What's happening right well, now? Well, you, you had a parental lapse. Uh, 
I don't know if, uh, hopefully you haven't had more than so many lapses that you're not sure what I'm about to bring up, but you definitely had a parental lapse by taking your not yet three-year-old daughter on an airboat ride. <laughs> it, uh, and Pop, AKA Grandpa Cody, AKA the wise old man, uh, tried to talk you out of it. I told you how noisy yeah, but you, it would be. You, no, you didn't say noisy. You were worried about our safety for some reason on like a safe airboat ride. And what happened was is luckily, you know, it's tough to find things to do in a pandemic for your kid. So, right. you know, we called and apparently they social distance on these boats. There was only like eight people total on this boat, like three people each at each corner of this boat. Right. So it was very socially distant. It was cool, but we just, didn't really think about the fact that it was going to be insanely loud the entire yeah. time. Grayson's actually here right now. Grayson, did you like the airboat ride? No. Why not? That the engine was too loud? Yes. You're eating cheese puffs right now? Is that why you can't talk? No. Tell me, tell me why you didn't like it. What was what was bad with it? My heart didn't like it. Okay. She's not in a talking mood. Good this interview. Bit, we planned um, this bit to go a little better with her being more talkative, but uh, at least you can hear her eating cheese puffs in the background. Okay. But no, she didn't tell- like it. She didn't like it. And it was, yes, the whole time we were apologizing to people because they were trying to listen to the tour guide and she was just sobbing the whole time. And at what point, this is like, it's a funny thing. She's a two-year-old. Sometimes when she has to poop, her way of expressing it is by just telling us that her butt hurts. And there was one point in this boat ride where she had stopped crying for a few minutes. The engine had stopped being loud for two minutes. So there was like actually a three, like a one minute period where the people on the boat, they had a relief from the loud engine and they had relief from her crying. And all of a sudden she just says to a quiet boat, my butt hurts. Ah! And we're just like, okay, this is just an overall L that we need to take. Yeah, that's a big L. And uh, most of the country has no idea what an airboat ride is, I think, because- Everglades, baby, it's awesome. It's sort of unique. I'm not saying it's unique to South Florida, but you know, we're right near the Everglades and basically an airboat is a, a big, loud, open air boat with a giant propeller in the back. It, it, imagine sitting like, uh, like two feet from a big jet engine. I mean, it is the loudest vehicle on land or water basically. And it's skimming through the Everglades uh, over snapping alligators. I mean, it's a, it can be a pretty terrifying thing. And so Pop Cody, uh, did not want young Graceland to be taken on an airboat ride, but they did it anyway, so they get demerits in parenting. But other than that, uh, Christopher uh, is a great... I mean, man. when we hear something we can do during a pandemic, like, we just jump on it. Like, there's yeah. so little. She hasn't been to a playground since March. Like, right. it's tough. It's hard out here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not talking about a playground. I'm talking about an airboat ride. What's next? You're going to take her skydiving? I mean... Uh, you know, bungee jumping, What uh, just because you can do it? I mean, now I, now I feel like you don't really know what airboat racing is. I've been on airboats. Airboats were Not airboat more- racing. I always call it airboat race. It's just an airboat ride. It's so delightful. Right. <laughs> delightful. Yeah. Put on earplugs. Anyway, let's get off this topic. All right, let's get into this podcast. It's going to be a fun one. Um, we have an exciting show today. You know what? We have another Greg Doesn't Know Movies. How about that? Yes, we and do. And I think... You know, this is episode 34, and I was trying to think back. I think it's this is only the third or fourth time, right, that we've done Greg Doesn't Know Movies. It's, I would say it's the fourth, at least, if I'm, fourth. I'm doing math in my head right now. I don't know for a fact. You okay. caught me off guard with that. I wasn't prepared for that question. I believe it's the fourth. That's where Chris and, and my other son, Michael, 
gang up on me and try to embarrass me over my alleged lack of movie knowledge. Although, if memory serves, uh, I usually do better than expected. So this we'll this is one of those segments that it's just a beautiful listen because even if you don't fancy yourself a movie expert, like you at home, the listener. If you don't fancy yourself a movie expert, you're going to feel great about your movie knowledge after this segment because Greg Cody is the least movie expert in the history of humankind. Humankind? Is that a word? Mankind. No, it's humankind is a word. Um, I think part of that is I don't like to criticize any profession or any line of work. Here we go. Acting's not that hard. You could be an actor. No, you couldn't. uh, All right, moving on. No, no. What I say, and I'll, I'll summarize it quickly. You can't take an actor and teach him to consistently hit a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. You well, can, you, could, you could, but I get your theory. It'd be hard. You can more easily take a typical baseball player and train him to be a, a legitimate actor. Not a, maybe not an Oscar winner, but somebody who could get in front of a camera. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> Simply healthcare, and um, <laughs> And not embarrass himself. Anyway. You're annoying point, me. Point made. I know I'm annoying. I'm annoying everyone, so let's move on. Before we talk about anything else, can we talk about this World Series game? Now, we're doing that thing again. Where This <laughs> is Sunday, so we're not reacting to the – when Monday, when this comes out, the most recent game people will have will, is game five. Series is tied 2-2. Game five is Sunday night. But Saturday night, game four, Dodgers up 2-1. What a finish to that game. The Rays come back in, her, in crazy fashion. Brett Phillips, a game-winning hit. That turns into a double because of a fielding error and a and a throw. I, if you if you didn't see it, it's tough to explain. But it was just a crazy finish to Saturday night's game. One of the craziest finishes I can remember in a World Series game to tie the series up to bring it from a potential three one series to tie two two. Like I was kind of half ass watching it, and it brought me out of my seat because it was so exciting. And then the interview with Brett Phillips afterwards was really cool. So this kind of got me excited for this World Series. I know we're not breaking it down to the full extent because. We don't have Sunday's result in hand, so I'm sorry, but it, I'm just I'm into this World Series because of that game. Well, the good thing about a two-two series heading into Game Five is that uh, on Monday, when our podcast comes out, the series will still be going on. The earliest thing it ends is Tuesday after an off day Monday. So, full disclosure: uh, Old Greg Cody uh, did not make it to the end of the game. He fell asleep, uh, but he saw and read about it, of course. And and my favorite thing about first of all, can this possibly be true? That was Brett Phillips' first RBI since late July. I mean, it's not like this is a star player. I mean, he's a guy, uh, no, he's a guy that comes off the bench a lot. Like, he's a pinch runner type usually. So, it was, and, and, it, he was, like, I, I heard him interviewed after the game, and he was like, I was just expecting to maybe get in and pinch run, and he ended up with, like, a, an at-bat for the, like, for the game. So, it was cool. And then the other thing uh, was the video of him after his dramatic walk-off hit where he's circling the field at 100 miles an hour with his mm-hmm. arms out like an airplane yeah. about to take off. And all his teammates are following him, but he's running so yeah. They want to hug him and everything, but he's running so fast, uh-huh. nobody can catch him. <clears throat> and one of his teammates trying to make a sharp turn falls right on his ass. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. But I did see after the game, they couldn't. They interviewed somebody else before they interviewed Brett Phillips because he needed to sit down on the bench with the team doctors. And, like, they were, like, checking on him. He was so, like, emotionally going crazy because of the moment. Like, it almost, like, there was a shot where they were interviewing another guy on the Rays, and they cut to him in the dugout, and he's, like, panting. And it's like, you're thinking to yourself, is he having a heart attack right now? <laughs> like, is Brett Phillips going to be okay? And then he finally caught his breath and did an interview, and it was really cool. But it, there was a moment there where it's like, 
I think the guy that just got the game-winning hit is dying. Boy, the Dodgers have to win this series now because they're going to look back at how close they came to taking a three-to-one lead. It's such and, and... good. It's so good for baseball, though. Unless you're a Dodgers fan, like you, that's what everybody wants is that two-one game to go to two-two as opposed to three-one. Right. Like, that's that's just perfect no, for baseball. No, I agree. We got to get our Tua fix in, right? I mean, we haven't mentioned Tua oh, yet. The Herald's gosh. probably going to – have you gotten fined yet? But Simply Healthcare is probably already, like, quit on us because we haven't mentioned Tua yet. Well, I'll tell you what. I, 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 yeah, I have to talk about this because, as you know, we're in the, we're in the bye week now. Uh, the Dolphins didn't play Sunday. They have the Los Angeles Rams coming up at home, and it's going to be the uh, heralded, long-awaited debut, of course, of a uh, high-drafted rookie quarterback, Tua, Tagovailoa. Harold, Harold did. That's word. Yes, the Miami Herald had um, awaited uh, debut, and all of a sudden, this debut, this this decision to go to, from uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick to Tua, became draped in drama and even controversy when Ryan Fitzpatrick, who everybody loves, he's wonderful to deal with. He's very honest. Uh, he can't not be honest. He's one of those athletes who's just he's he's him re- his real self whenever you're talking to him. Uh, he's, he's not filtered, really, and I love that about him. And true enough to his uh, personality, he was very honest when asked, what did you think about the quarterback change? And, you know, he, he was very emotional. He said it, it surprised him. He said it, it disappointed him. He said, I was heartbroken. I mean, he was really dramatic um, and honest about, you know, he, he referred to himself as being fired, I mean, I have rarely heard um, a, a top athlete, prominent athlete, be so uh, transparent about his feelings. And what did that do? You know, what, what, what did you think about that? He sounded like a guy that was at the end. Like, he sounded like a guy who was seeing his mortality. Like, you know, I don't feel like we get that, that reaction from him if it's five years ago. Like, this is a guy who's in his mid to late 30s who's – thinking this could be it and I feel like like he said every other time where he's lost jobs he's been like okay I threw four interceptions last game like I get that right like he's coming off of one of the better stretches of his career and it's one of those things where he expected it but just why now and it's right. just I you gotta feel for that like imagine being fired but still being on the team and having to sit in that meeting and like just have two of be yeah. the guy now like that's got to be really tough I get his frustration because Brian Flores, the coach, of course, justifies the change by saying, I feel like Tua gives us the best chance to win right now. And, well, that's coming after the Dolphins have won two straight games and three out of the last four. Um, Very good four-game stretch by this team right now. All of it led by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, I'm not going to retrofit Ryan Fitzpatrick as an, an elite quarterback. I mean, he did have seven interceptions this season, which I think tied for the third most in the league. So he's far from a perfect quarterback and you can improve upon that position uh, in which they're trying to do with Tua. But yeah, the timing uh, made you wince a little bit on Fitzpatrick's behalf. It's funny. We joked about this on the Levitard show because when Tua went in for that garbage time in their last game, you saw Ryan Fitzpatrick on the sideline, like waving the crowd on like, yeah, cheer him on. Like just being the ultimate team guy. Right. Had he known that that was going to be his last time playing and Tua was going to take over, might he have been like, shh. Right. (laughs) Boo. Or like, you know, trying to like hide behind somebody and like, boo, we want Ryan. We want Ryan. Like, (laughs) 
It's funny to envision him. Like, I wonder if he would have reacted differently to Tua getting that garbage time if he knew that that was it for him. That would be funny. Ryan Fitzpatrick um, hiding behind a, a big giant Gatorade bucket, uh, secretly booing, uh, starting out, we want Ryan. We want Ryan. <laughs> we want Ryan. Who said that? And then him looking around like, who's right. saying that? Exactly. Well, here, here's the other uh, layer to this Tua Fitzpatrick story. Tua slash Fitzpatrick is that, all of a sudden, the pressure is on, man. The pressure is on. And because of Fitzpatrick's honesty, because of his reaction, there's a, a huge pressure right now that there wouldn't have been otherwise. There's a huge pressure. No, I disagree. Okay, I well, let me, let me explain myself. Okay. There's Go a ahead. huge pressure on Brian Flores now to prove that he was right to make the decision he made when he made it. And there's instant pressure on Tua Tagovailoa uh, to be appreciably better than what we've seen in Ryan Fitzpatrick. If Fitzpatrick doesn't react the way he did, if Fitzpatrick says, hey, I, I understand, it's Tua's time now, um, then there isn't that pressure <clears throat> on Flores and, and Tua. I don't How think do you so. disagree with that? Because I think that the expectations and what the plan is for this season doesn't change because we had two impressive wins in a row. Granted, I don't think he makes this move unless he genuinely blinks, thinks Tua can make this team better. But I think this season is just about getting Tua in there and getting him ready, like starting the process of like, let's let him get his feet wet a little bit here. It's more important than making a playoff run with Ferenc Fitzpatrick. Like I'm with you. If Tua, if we learn in this final nine games or however it is that Tua is terrible, then obviously that's not great for the team and Brian Flores. But like, I think this is more just about if Tua shows flashes and he struggles a little bit and they lose and they don't do great record-wise the rest of this way, but we still see flashes and we feel good about Tua, then that's a good season. Like, this season isn't about making the playoffs. You don't need to keep Ryan Fitzpatrick in because this season you think we can make the playoffs with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, it's about getting Tua in when you think he's ready this season and just letting that play out and not worrying about this year's playoff potential. I don't disagree with that, and, and I'm in favor of the, the change, and I want to make that clear and, and unequivocal. I wrote a, a column saying this is – it's two a time. This is a, a positive change. However, uh, the flip side of that is the Dolphins at 3-3 three and three right now with a hugely improved defense. In this division, the playoffs are not out of the question. Buffalo's lost two games in a row. The Patriots are fallible and beatable for seemingly the first time in 20 years. Um, the Jets are the Jets. So the Dolphins have a playoff shot is my point. And I think Flores has an interesting decision to make if this is another thing that adds the drama to this quarterback change. What if Tua goes in there and, and demonstrates that, you know, maybe he's not ready to start right now. Maybe this move should have been made later in the season. Do you stick with him or do you go back to Fitzpatrick? You stick with I think, him. You stick well, with them. Meanwhile, the, the, if, if, if the Dolphins are losing because of Tua's performance and the playoffs are running away from you, do you stick with him? I mean, I, I think it's a legitimate question to ask. This isn't about the playoffs this year. Like, if the playoffs happen this year, that's a bonus. Right. It's about throwing Tua in there. Like, back to your original argument, I just disagree that this, like, the pressure of Tua's first start would feel less or more if Fitzpatrick – had a slightly less emotional reaction. Like, I just think that no. was sad. That was isolated. That was sad. We felt bad for Ryan Fitzpatrick because everybody can imagine that 
getting fired by for a younger person when you don't feel like you had a bad stretch. Like every single right. person can relate to like that feeling of like, wait, I didn't deserve to get fired right now. Why are you replacing me? Like that's a feeling everybody can relate to. Right. And I don't think that changes Dolphins fans. Like if Tua has a bad game against Aaron Donald, they're just going to be freaking out because he had a bad game. It's not going to be like, what if with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Like we all know what if. Like <laughs> no, best I think case scenario I... is you go 10 and six and you lose in the second round of the playoffs with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like best case scenario. Look, if, if you don't think this has turned controversial because of how Ryan Fitzpatrick reacted, you're, you're not seeing and hearing what I am because Ryan Fitzpatrick did everything but say, this is completely unfair. I was robbed. I didn't deserve to be benched. I mean, he found an eloquent way to say pretty much that. And that does put the pressure on Flores and, and the pressure on Tua to, to prove that this was the right decision. And more than that, the right decision made at the right time. And, um, and, and I just think this is bigger than that. Like, we're, so we're supposed to change the whole Tua plan this year because we happened to go on the road and beat the San Francisco 49ers. Like, the Jets are terrible last week. Right. Like everybody's beating the Jets. We should like we're gonna change our whole plan that they had about putting Tua in after the the, the bye week just because they've like had a little stretch and they're three and it's not like they're five and zero oh or five and one. They're three and three. Like like so because of that win at, at San Francisco, we're just gonna say we planned on playing Tua now. Like we have something here. No, we don't have something here. We just happen to beat San Francisco. I want to reiterate that I'm in favor of the change, and I wrote that in a column in the Herald. What I'm expressing is the reason why this is a little bit controversial now. The reason why there is more pressure on the coach and the, and the new quarterback than there might have been otherwise. That's all. I just and, like, um, I know we're, I feel like we're going in circles right now, yeah, but it's just no, like. I, I have to have the last word on that because it's my podcast. No, but. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, right. you're just reading a lot into this press conference with Fitzpatrick. Like, that's it. Like, what Dolphin fan have you heard be like, all right, Tua, Ryan Fitzpatrick played well this season. If you don't play well, like, it's this is Ryan's – like, nobody thinks this is potentially Ryan Fitzpatrick's team. Like, no, but, but there you are do, – You do this move when you wanted to do this move. You can't let Ryan Fitzpatrick having, like, a hot game throw off your plan. That's my point. I'm sorry. There you can are... get the last word. You, you get the last 30 seconds. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. I'll take 45 if I want it. Um, there are Dolphin fans out there and I've heard from them, who say, we want Tua, but maybe we should have waited a couple more minutes. I, I, I think you're reading a couple like more three games. Twitter eggs. Like three people tweeted that total of all the Dolphins. Okay. I, wait a minute. I thought you were going to give me the last one. I'm just saying, this is ridiculous. I feel like I won this. You didn't win anything because we're, uh, the bottom line is we're in agreement, and I'm going to reiterate for the third time that I am in favor of this change, and I wrote that. What I'm saying is, Fitzpatrick's reaction to the change put a controversy and a drama and some pressure on this coming week that wouldn't otherwise have been there. And that's my last word. Okay. And this isn't a presidential debate. So your microphone is muted on any response you may have. Now let's move on. Wrong. That was a wrong decision. Bigly. <laughs> All right. Enough back and forth on that. I'm exhausted. I won the argument. Uh, <laughs> Okay, now let's get to a popular segment we haven't done in a long while. Greg doesn't know movies. It's a great segment because he really doesn't know movies. Here it is. All right, we are back. 
playing the uh, ever-popular game where my father, Greg Cody, knows zero about movies. Greg, has your movie knowledge improved in the last month or so since we've done this last? Uh, I can't say that it has. No, I haven't watched a movie. I've thought about watching a movie. I want to see the new Borat movie, but um, no, is the short answer. That's funny that you mentioned Borat, Dad, because our, our first question happens to be regarding that. I feel like the first two questions here are just really gauging how terrible you are. These two questions we're about to ask you might be the easiest questions in the history of movies. So if you start out 0 for 2, like we're thinking you're going to go 2 for 2 to start here and then just not get another question right the rest of the way. But these first two couldn't be more softballs. The first question is, who plays Borat? The name of the actor? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I know it. (laughs) Sasha Baron Cohen. Ooh, there was a, there was a little hesitation there right. on Baron. Well, I was I'll like tell you, Sasha uh, Baron Cohen. I sort of cheated to know that answer, and I'll what? tell you why. No, no, I'll tell you why. Before I came on to record this, literally, uh, your mother is watching something on TV right now. I don't know whether it's a movie or a TV show, but it's it's about the Chica- the trial of the Chicago Seven. Yeah, it's on the and he's in it. He's in it. Yeah. He's in it. He plays Abby Hoffman. And not twenty minutes ago, your mom says to me, "Do you know who that guy is?" Meaning the guy playing Abby Hoffman. And I say, "No, I have no idea." And she's like, "That's Sasha Baron Cohen who plays Borat." That's mom, so, so mom. So mom ruined the segment. Right. I might have known it anyway, but she, and you want to know? And you want to know what's funny? When he said to us, "I want to see." Even that struck me as a little odd because, like, you're not someone who even thinks of like names of movies. Like, yeah, so, and, like, he, uh, and he's not actually going to see it. You're not going to watch Borat. You I just, thought that was like, weird that you were like, I want to see Borat. I'm like, well, you don't think of movies. Anyway, on to the next. What is the Terminator's catchphrase? The Terminator. <laughs> um, that's the one. Is that the one with Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> no? Yes? No. Um, <laughs> You okay. don't know who plays the Terminator? I'm pretty, you know, I'm not positive who played the Terminator, but I think I'm going to guess. I think I know the phrase you mean. Oh, now, now, in saying the phrase in my mind, <laughs> I think it was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, my God. And, the, and right. the phrase is, I'll be back. That's the best part about this is, is you just got the, I, I guess you got that right, but you didn't. You botched you it. You thought he was Sylvester Stallone. That's a totally different role. Now I'm picturing Sylvester Stallone as the Terminator, as a robot saying, I'll be back. All right, short answer, I'll be back was a correct answer. I'm two for two. That's that's debatable. Anyways, moving on. Dad. I'll be back. Next question. Name the two stars of the movie Pretty Woman. Name the two actors that star in Pretty Woman. Okay. um, I can picture the female lead, sort of a... (laughs) Pretty woman, Roy Orbison. Um, uh, Not Pamela, what's her name? It's on the tip of my tongue. She was in Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Am I right? I mean, I will say this. It sounds like you know who it is, but. Pretty woman. Uh, Damn it. The guy, I have no idea who was it. it, (laughs) This um, is such a good gauge for this because not only is this movie more your time than it is my time, I've never seen this movie. I don't really have, I just know that this is an iconic movie and I can name the two actors just because pop culture, I know who they are. Like I've never seen- What's her name? Because I'm going to kick myself for not knowing it. It's Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. I knew that. I swear I knew it. Yeah, but but you have no idea who the guy is. So like you got it off completely. Richard Gere. Oh, I wouldn't have said that in a million years. (laughs) Really? 
He's like, I don't even know that name. That's crazy. <laughs> I know Gear, but I just Dick Gear. <laughs> but I didn't know he was uh, <laughs> Dick Gear. Next question that you won't know. Name one of the actors that starred in the movie The Hangover. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, I if I this isn't good for the game because if you gave me five minutes to just literally think about it, I could come up with it. But who's that good-looking uh, guy? By the way, um, by the way, look at you. I I am so confident that if you can't get it in the first like minute, you won't get to it. Uh, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Is that right. right? Yeah, you just got well, it. Well, you got it. Well, you went to you got to a test like so. Good, like, the good looking guy, Bradley I, Cooper. I think in the middle of that, I'm gonna put like the SpongeBob type thing. Five minutes later. Yeah. But let it, let it be known that. I know that he knows who the who like the other guy is, obviously with the beard. I'm not saying the name on purpose, but I, can't think I, of him. I would bet my life he could never say the one that was in the office. He doesn't even know his name if I say it. Like, no, I Dad, don't. Could, Dad, can you name any other two? The guy Dad. from the office that Michael's referencing, his name rhymes with Ted Realms. Greg. All right, the other two, the other two Hangover guys. There's like a main three. Can you name the other? Two? Oh, I I just got it based on Christopher's hint. Ed Helms. Damn it. Which I never would have gotten. <laughs> I was never gonna get it. it was <clears> I was never gonna get it. that. No, and, exactly. a, and the heavy guy with the beard. Uh, I can't even think of his name. Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, that's true. By the way, no, no, no. I I understand you never would have gotten it. That I know. But I am a little disappointed. For I thought there was a chance he would never even have heard of that name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard of him and. Gafikanelkis or whatever his name is. I pic- <laughs> I pictured his face. So that's like half a what point that, when I can picture that, What's his name? Zach Galifianakis. It's Galifianakis. <laughs> Jesus. Whatever. All right. Next question, Dad. Here we go. Name <laughs> Name three Adam Sandler movies. I love that. He, 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know two of them right off the bat. Uh, the uh, The Wedding Singer. Ooh. And um. Is it Groundhog Day? No. <laughs> it wasn't a Groundhog Day? That's a no. terrible guess. What is gra- isn't Groundhog Day like from the 70s? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I knew Day, one. Wait Groundhog Day is uh, it's Bill Murray. He, does a, he has a Groundhog Day type role in a movie, that, which is what I'm probably thinking of. Really? How about um, the one about golf? We're not telling you names here. Caddyshack? No, not Caddyshack. <laughs> That's another Bill Murray movie. What are you doing? I'm thinking of Bill Murray. I'm confusing him and Bill Murray. I love how, reason. first of all, that's an odd person to, to confuse him with. I love how you came out so strong that I know too right away. <laughs> well, I got the, I nailed the wedding singer. But Give those me a aren't hint. Like, like, I feel like the wedding singer is one of his, not like, for, for your knowledge, one of the more obscure ones. I was surprised you got that one. I feel all like. Right, the, what, are, what are some others? I don't Happy know. Happy Gilmore. Oh, that's what I was thinking when I said golf. Dad, I was thinking Dad, oh, Dad, that's what you were thinking when you said golf? You're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> Billy Madison. Nah, I don't know that one. All right. I mean, Dad, those are just the popular ones. There's obviously like a dozen other ones. Billy Madison. I thought it was another <laughs> golf movie you were thinking of. Like, we know which golf movie in Ashley. Yep, Gilmore. All right. What's Dad, next? You, you, you couldn't think of another one? Jesus. Not off the top of my head. Anyway, here we go. Next question. Name a movie that Chris Pratt has been in, even oh, though you, you may have no idea who Chris Pratt is. <laughs> um, what is this? I knew there was no chance. No, I cannot think of a single role. I can't picture what he looks like. <laughs> I don't even know. Is he popular? Is he a big name actor? Uh, that Chris Pratt isn't a person. I feel like he isn't. It's not it a isn't? person. 
All right. You made up a name? Just classic Greg. Okay. He's an A-list actor. All right, name a, a film he's been in. Jurassic World. Guardians of the Galaxy? Never heard of it. He was also <laughs> He was also in Parks and Rec. Never heard of it. Never heard of that guy. Chris Pratt. All right, whatever. Pratt or Platt? Uh, Platt. Okay. All right, Dad. Name one single Ben Stiller movie. Oh, I love Ben Stiller. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm a big fan of his. Um, okay, let's see. Everyone, look how much of a big fan he is. No, he did a... <laughs> He he he! It, it's a sequel. He did two of them. Parenthood. Funny thing, or... The funny thing is, is he did three of them. The, the franchise you're talking about, he did three of. But yeah, that's anyways. what I'm thinking. Of. Here's what I. This is so Greg in a nutshell. I love Ben Stiller. I know the movie. Like I'm picturing that scene where he knocks over somebody's urn and all the ashes and everything. I know the movie. I'm just. I have. I have. I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? Exactly. Right. Listen, Dad. We're aware that you know the movie. All I'm saying is. If you really love him, then why don't you know him? Like dad, knowing of what, what, like we know, we all know what you're talking about, that you know this, but not knowing the the title, like that means you don't know it. But dad, how much do you really love him if you don't know a sing, you can't name something he's been in? Okay, it's not parenthood then. Parent trap, something like that. It's a movie about meeting the parents. Oh my God, it has been. Meet the parents. Meet the parents, the Fockers. Meet the Fockers. You thought of, so I got you, it right. You thought of parenthood, but couldn't think of meet the parents? The big Winnebago. I love that. All right, so I got that one right. Meet the parents. Let's move on. I still feel like you got it wrong. You know what I mean? Even though he like gets I it. didn't get it right. I said, said, meet I, the said parents. I said oh, it's right, a movie right. about meeting par- the parents. Like after three minutes of you not getting it, I'm going to give you a ridiculous hint. And when you get it then, that doesn't mean yeah. you got it right. I love that he played a Greg because there aren't many uh, Gregs on the big screen. That is so wonderful that he thinks that that's not a hint you saying like, it's about meeting the parents. (laughs) All right. Next question. You're doing terrible. Name three actors who have played Batman in movies. Um, (laughs) Christopher Reeve. Reeves. That's terrible guess. He played Superman. That's your first one. All right, hang on. <clears throat> Batman. Um, He's Michael like Keaton. Christopher yeah, Reeves. <clears throat> Michael Keaton. Played he played one. That's correct. Okay. No chance he gets this. Zero. He might not get two. Batman. Does the guy who played him on TV count? No, no, you can't say Adam West. Adam West. I, I would have let him say because he's not going to be able to get a third. By the way, um, Dad, why are you putting a second finger up? I said you can't say Adam West. Oh, and it's Chris also Pratt. <laughs> Chris Pratt. <laughs> no, Adam Sandler. <laughs> I mean, that's I not. Know. I don't know a third one. Who are the others? Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Affleck. Val, Val Kilmer. Dad, you could have said George oh. Clooney. Oh, yeah, I almost said the F word there. Oh, yeah, I, I knew Kilmer did. Now that you say the name. Um, when I said Chris Pratt or Platt, whatever his name is, I think I was probably thinking of Christian Bale. <laughs> no, you weren't. You were just trying to be funny, like saying Chris Pratt. You know, two and a half. Now, how many times is he going to say in this whole saga, like, I know it now that you say it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, so <laughs> much. Move. Hey, it's his move. So much of this is like on the tip, like Julia Roberts' name. I pictured her. It just. It was on the tip of my tongue. I just couldn't come up with a name. Your tip, I mean, the I, tip of your tongue is not very knowledgeable because like you have right. a lot of things you, there, you but have, you never yeah, can get it. Right, Dad. You have a bad tip of your tongue. <laughs> I do. I admit that. All right, let's move on. 
All right, Dad, this one is a little different. Um, I'm going to say three movie lines, and you're going to have to tell me which of these three movie lines is from the movie Anchorman. Anchorman, I love that movie, so you all know it. You don't love it. Okay, so I'm going to say the three lines. The first line is, Stop looking at me, swan. And the second line is, It's so damn hot. Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> and then the third line is, If you ain't first, you're last. Oh, wow. I, honestly, hand on heart, I don't recognize any of those from Anchorman. And here's the thing, Dad. If you loved Anchorman, you would know it. Okay, I'm going to take a – it's multiple choice, so just like in school when I didn't know an answer, you just you make know, your best guess. I'm going to say B, number two, the milk one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> You're so lucky. Like, <laughs> you didn't know it. Yeah! You don't know mi- – it's so damn hot. Milk was a bad choice. You don't know that famous scene by Will Ferrell no. and Anchorman? All right, well, no, Dad, 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 since you do love the movie, tell the people at home, uh, give us another one of your favorite lines from Anchorman. Yeah, name another line. That's actually what the question was originally going to be. Give me a line from Anchorman. Oh, my God, Chris, that actually would have been great because it would have started with, like, he would have been like, oh, I love Anchorman. And then, then we would have said um, I can't think of a line. You know, I don't – I don't walk around repeating lines from but movies. Dad, but Dad, here's like the so thing. But Dad, well, Dad, the only thing I, the only reason, the only issue I have is you haven't seen it. Sure, I have. Damn you, right. I, I love it when the two anchor men, the warring I, anchor men, uh, you know, gang style, have a fight and everything. I love that movie. Well, yeah, okay, maybe you saw ones. All right, uh, all right, moving on. All right, we're on our last question here, Dad. Who plays the character Austin Powers? We have a deeper question here. But, like, we, we think that this is so obvious that you're definitely going to know this. But, like, first, like, do you know who played Austin Powers? Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> who? I'm just trying to think of his name. Oh, God. I can picture him. He's the he goes, he goes, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. You don't know the actor um, that played Austin Powers. I'm thinking. Let uh, me guess. It's on the tip of your tongue? It is. <laughs> um, comedian um, SNL uh, I am Fine. bad at coming well, up with names you he, know I know who it is I don't I mean sure you, by definition you don't right, give me Dad, a small hint Dad, just cause you like know the like the words of his name like give me can't... his give me his initials no no he might get it what if I just say another movie that will like ring a bell of okay. like Wayne's World oh yeah <laughs> Damn it! Why can't I come up with his name? I love, I love that it always starts. He as has he, the initial for his first name is the same initial for his last name. Oh, that doesn't help me, Chris. I love that it starts off with him giving a response as if he's like, "Oh, now I got it." He's let's like, see, "Oh, see. I want to see how far we can push this." His initials are M M M. Oh, Michael Myers. But no, <laughs> or Mike Myers. <laughs> Michael Mike Myers, Myers is a horror uh, villain. All right, Mike Myers, right? So it's, I got okay, it eventually. After, okay, we, after, okay, we it. didn't get that. All right, so yeah. now let's let's keep going. Like we we were thinking that you would just be like, okay, Austin Powers is Mike Myers. So if you right. would have said that, Mike, ask him now the question that we originally. Okay. Did. Okay. Who is the main villain in the Austin Powers franchise? Also played by Mike Myers. Oh yeah, um, Mini Me. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Uh, no. Mini-Me is played by the late Vern Troyer. Don't give him one hint because, like, he's close, I think. Damn, I we're, thought it was Mini-Me. We're asking, 
the mini me is the mini version of this person in the movie. Like, who is the mini me, the mini version of? Sort of got that right. It, no, no, you didn't. I'm, I'm asking you the mini question. The in the movie Austin Powers, what is the name of the character who's the evil villain who has a mini me played by Vern? Oh Troyer? my God, you, you just asked that so great. Um, <laughs> Mr. Evil? Wow. It's, it's Dr. Funny. Evil. God, you're Dr. terrible evil. at this. You like, are that's, so bad uh, at this. Mr. Evil and Dr. Evil. You botching this entire Austin Powers movie is so crazy. It's one of the better answers, I think, in the history of this game. What I love is there's a scene when when the woman is like, Mr. Avell, and he's like, Dr. Evil. I didn't spend uh, six years at medical school. (laughs) (laughs) No idea what you're talking about. This is great. Yeah, Dad, you're so bad. All right, another successful Greg Doesn't Know Movies. Thank you, Michael, for uh, rejoining us. Love that guy like a son. Now, you know what's here, don't you? Oh, you know it. It has been called the most popular five minutes in podcast history by me just now. Just, <laughs> just in general? It. Yes. Like everyone or like one of our specific ones? Like, uh, it's a weird award. The, the Mount Gregmore. The Mount Gregmore name game has been called just now by me the most popular five minutes in podcasting history. And... You know what this is? It's the cues. It's the cues. Hey, everybody. It's your favorite time of the week. Time for Mount Gregmore. And the letter is Q. With each letter, we give you the top five first names of that letter based on U.S. government birth records, top 100 names over the past 100 years. Well, there weren't five Q names in the top 100 or even one. So we let Christopher select a Q name. He chose Quinn. Yeah, I did, because there wasn't really many options. I mean, what the hell else am I supposed to go with? And here we go. Now, I'm going to say this. Because there weren't many Quinns, (laughs) um, and Quinns are one of those uh, double-duty names. You know, it's a a beautiful Irish name. It can be a first name. It works equally well as a last name. So what we're doing here is first and last Quinns are eligible. When Quinn the Eskimo gets here, ain't nobody gonna let him down. I don't know, you sang that last week, so that's just... Yeah, I I did sing that last week, and uh, I got the lyric wrong, by the way. But, um, in fact, I got it quite the opposite, but we'll make fun of that later. So, here we go. Quinn's honorable mention. He was the 2007 first-round draft pick of the Cleveland Browns, so it goes without saying he was a draft bust. His career as a quarterback petering out after a grand total of 12 touchdown passes and 17 interceptions. His last team actually was the Miami Dolphins, who signed him in August 2014 and cut him two weeks later. Anybody remember Brady Quinn? Wow, what a sad list if he's making this list. Well, he's, he's, an, he's a current, I believe he's a current Fox analyst. Uh, he could be. And now, number five. He was the seventh overall pick of the 1976 NBA draft out of Indiana by the Milwaukee Bucks. One of only eight men to win an NBA title, an NCAA title, and an Olympic gold medal. Had a journeyman pro career, mostly as a backup point guard, but it did last 10 seasons. Quinn Buckner. All right. Number four. Bet you've never heard of this guy, but if you watch TV in the 1960s and 70s, throw him a posthumous thank you. This TV Hall of Famer had at least one show on in prime time for 21 straight years producing classic series such as The Untouchables, Barnaby Jones, Cannon, The FBI, Streets of San Francisco. Oh, 
and of course, The Fugitive with The Hunt for the One-Armed Man. The final episode of that series in 1976 was the most watched show in television history to that point. Quinn Martin. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I said Quinn Martin, damn it. Number three. He was a rugged Mexican-American actor from the 1950s to the 80s, winning a Golden Globe Lifetime Achievement Award and two Oscars for Best Supporting Actor, known for films such as The Guns of Navarone, Lawrence of Arabia, and Zorba the Greek. We're talking about Anthony Quinn. No, <laughs> Christopher's heard of nobody. Unless they happened uh, in the last 20 years, Christopher just has heard. I could mention Abraham Lincoln right now, and he'd smile like, who the hell is that? I'm just waiting to hear Chris Quinn. <laughs> and keep waiting, by the way. Number two, <clears throat> she's dabbled in acting, but is most loved and best remembered as one of the five original BJs on MTV when it debuted in 1981. Rolling Stone readers voted her MTV's best ever. BJ, a girl next door type, cute as a button. Greg Cody may or may not have had a little bit of a crush on her. Martha Quinn. That's what I'm talking about. Baby. All right. This is someone I've never heard of and getting to hear you say you had a crush on them. This is just... Yeah, I said may or may not have had sort of a little bit of a crush. And now the number one Quinn ever is all. He was the namesake in a 1967 Bob Dylan song popularized as a hit single by Manfred Mann. The subject of the song is a mystical figure who spreads joy and tranquility. Animals loved him. The pigeons all ran to him as he sings in the song, guarding fumes and making haste. It ain't my cup of meat. We're talking about the mighty Quinn, AKA Quinn the Eskimo. Oh, I, I kind of ruined it. Huh. Yeah, you did. That's okay. Cause we sang it last week and last week, I, I said, Quinn the Eskimo, Eskimo gets here. Yeah. Everybody's going to run and hide, which is the wrong lyric. That lyric does not compete, com, uh, enter the song in the least. So I totally got that wrong. Can you uh, sing the right lyric? When Quinn the Eskimo gets here, everybody's going to run for joy. I think that's the <laughs> It's the opposite of running yes, and hiding. It's pretty much running. <laughs> yeah, it was the opposite. So uh, my apologies to Quinn the Eskimo, if he's still alive, living in Anchorage somewhere. Um, apologize to you, dear sir, kind sir, and uh, another successful award-winning Mount Gregmore. And what follows Q? Uh, this is educational, so you have to answer me. What follows Q? It's R. And I got to tell you, we make a big comeback in the Mount Gregmore name game next week because there were no Qs. Chris, Christopher had to actually pull one out of his hat. But next week, the R's are chock full. I mean, we got so many good R names, you're not going to believe it. Whatever happened to Quinn Snyder? Who's that? The coach of the Jazz. Oh, God. He didn't even make your list? Like, he wasn't even on your radar? No. At least Chris Quinn, I've at least heard of. But, um, no, Have you ever heard of Quinn Snyder? No, really. I, you're, Dad, you're a sports call. I need to cut this sound. Like, like I'm going to bleep out his name just so people don't know well, that. Quinn Snyder, whatever. You know, Snyder's pretzels, that kind of thing. <laughs> and now, I guess, uh, hey, we're at the end of the road here. We're walking a plank. Alligators are circling below us. We're about to jump. Uh, we've had another beautiful podcast. This was episode 34. Uh, we got a round number next week, ending in a five. Will we have a party? Can we stop counting episodes at 35? Like, this is oh, just no. getting ridiculous. Like, I love counting episodes. We're going to be episode 113. Welcome, we everyone. So. Like, we hope so. Anyway, thank you, Michael. And uh, Greg doesn't know movies bit for recurring. Um, 
appreciate that. And thank um, you, Chris, for destroying me in the Ryan Fitzpatrick Tua debate. No, I thought uh, I thought I was a victor in that one, as do listeners. And um, we'll see you next week, Pod Family. Thanks as always. Uh, please do rate, subscribe, and review, and uh, lend us your ear again this week. And uh, we'll be right back here. See you. Thanks a lot. Bye bye.